0: William Buell Sprague was a Congregationalist pastor and historian in the 19th century. His greatest work is considered to be his nine volumes entitled Annals of the American Pulpit. These volumes provide biographical sketches of leading men in every Christian denomination who lived and served in America prior to the year 1850. I own a reprint of the Baptist volume. It's nearly 900 pages long. William Sprague writes about the early American Baptists in the introduction to his book. He quotes the 17th century Puritan preacher Cotton Mather saying, Many of the first settlers in Massachusetts were Baptists. They were as holy and watchful and fruitful and heavenly a people as perhaps any in the world. Mr. Sprague himself writes, The early Baptists in this country were emphatically a suffering people the Baptists were not only denied rights which are now universally conceded to all, but were the subjects of wrongs which none would now attempt to justify. Mr. Sprague presents the number of Baptist churches, pastors, and members in 1784, just after the Revolution, and then again in 1857, shortly before the Civil War. In 1784, there were 471 Baptist churches in America, 424 Baptist preachers, and just over 35,000 Baptist church members. The population of America at the time was roughly 3 million people. So when our nation was founded, about 1 out of every 85 people belonged to a Baptist church. In 1857, there were 11,600 Baptist churches in America, with just over 7,000 Baptist preachers and 923,000 Baptist church members. The population in 1857 was approaching 30 million people. So by 1857, approximately one out of every 30 Americans belonged to a Baptist church. In case you didn't follow all those numbers, the bottom line is in 1784, one out of every 85 Americans were Baptists. 70 years later, one out of every 30 Americans were Baptists. Why does this matter? Because it illustrates the fact that Baptists have always been aggressive soul winners and church planters. True to the scriptural pattern, Leading souls to Christ and establishing new churches is an essential element of our Baptist faith. I think every Baptist believer would find it edifying to learn when and where the first Baptist church in your state was established, especially when you understand that the planting of new Baptist churches was not done out of convenience or preference, but out of a genuine commitment to Christ and a passion for lost souls. In researching the history of Baptist churches in your state, you'll be introduced to men who are used of God to have a profound impact in your state for God's glory. Let me give you an example of what I'm talking about by telling you about the man who started the first Baptist church in the state of Connecticut, where I pastor. In the late 1600s, the law required everyone to attend the official state church. Anybody who didn't attend the state church was fined 20 shillings. The law also forbade people from meeting to worship in private homes. Anyone guilty of leading a worship service in a house was to be fined and whipped. The colony of Rhode Island, right next door to Connecticut, was the only colony that gave complete freedom of worship to its citizens. So it was the only colony where Baptists were free to worship and serve the Lord according to the Bible. During those years in the late 17th century, Baptist preachers from Rhode Island would occasionally cross over into Connecticut and baptize new believers as members of their churches in Rhode Island. The Connecticut government eventually found out about this and put a stop to it. In 1704, a few Baptist people in Connecticut petitioned the government of the colony asking for permission to establish a church in the town of Groton. They didn't receive an answer, so they took that as permission to move ahead with their plans. They knew of a young preacher in Rhode Island named Valentine Whiteman. He answered their invitation to come to Groton, Connecticut and be their pastor and he established the first Baptist church in Connecticut with fewer than a dozen people. Valentine Whiteman was a diligent student of the Scriptures and a logical and eloquent preacher. He didn't openly campaign for the Baptist cause. He simply preached and taught the Bible and lived it as he led the people of his congregation. He was quiet, yet firm. And it was that demeanor that caused him to become a very influential voice in that part of Connecticut. He was the only Baptist pastor in the entire colony for many years. And though nonconforming congregations continued to be arrested, persecuted, and imprisoned in the colony, the Baptists in Groton, under the leadership of Valentin Whiteman, endured unhindered. It was his firm leadership that led to the government gradually relaxing their enforcement of their state church laws. Valentine Whiteman died in 1747 at the age of 66 after having pastored the church for 42 years. His son, Timothy Whiteman, became the next pastor, and he pastored the church for the next 40 years. When Timothy died, his son, John Gano Whiteman, became the next pastor, and he pastored the church for the next 41 years. For its first 120 years, the First Baptist Church in Connecticut was pastored by three men, a dad, his son, and his grandson. Christian. Jesus is building His church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Stay the Course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you. Show. Yeah.